I want to start the show today with two quotes. The first one comes from President John Kennedy. Kennedy once said, 99% of the men and women of the FBI are just professionals. I don't want Americans, if an FBI agent knocks on their door, to have to be worried about, well, is he a Democrat or a Republican? He's an FBI agent. And our old friend Sophocles once said, I would prefer even to fail with honor than win by cheating. Why am I starting this show with these two quotes? You know you're going to find out in a second, right? I'm Alex Green, and this will all make sense, I promise, is Stereo Embers, the podcast. Check this out. talk of the FBI is for a reason. Of course, my guest today on the podcast is Frank Fagluzzi. Let me tell you a little bit about Frank Fagluzzi. Frank Fagluzzi was with the FBI for 25 years, most notably serving as the Bureau's assistant director who headed the counterintelligence division. He also was appointed the FBI's chief inspector position overseeing sensitive internal inquiries. A graduate of Fairfield University and UConn School of Law, Figluzzi currently is a national security analyst for NBC News and an in-demand public speaker. His new book, The FBI Way, is a user-friendly tour through the Bureau's Code of Excellence. Figluzzi demonstrates that not only are the core values of code, conservancy, clarity, consequences, compassion, credibility, and consistency hallmarks of the FBI— They are also universal truths that could guide anyone in any discipline through any situation. A little warning before we begin, this is a quick episode. I know we usually go long form for like an hour or so, sometimes even more, but Frank's new book is out and he's very busy, so he had a little bit of time and we took it. If you usually do a whole workout while listening to this podcast, well, that's cool, but today it's going to have to just be abs, all right? 20 solid minutes of abs and 20 solid minutes of a chat about honor, the FBI, and accountability for our mistakes. Here's me and Frank Fagluzzi having a chat right here on Stereo Embers, the podcast. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm well. How are you? I'm okay. We had a little uh, glitch here with the Zoom link on requiring a password. I saw that. The, uh, we're a small Catholic university in the Bay Area. We, we don't know who these FBI guys are. Well, we don't know who you are either, my friend. <laughs> speaking, speaking of small Catholic universities, I went to Fairfield University. Yep. 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 
I like yeah, the book yeah. in the background. I like that. Oh yeah. Well, I love the book. Um, the you know my my father worked for the Department of Defense, and I was raised to believe in these institutional things like the FBI and the Army and the Navy, and um, to have to have watched the erosion in the in the public space um, of what to me are institutional things has been disturbing. And I, I imagine for you, the last couple of years have been unsettling to say the least. Uh, I don't think you could have described it any better. Unsettling to say the least is perfect. How has, how has your mood been around this? Have you, I imagine uh, going to sleep at night, you must be grinding your teeth a bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, simultaneously wish that I were back in the fight back at the organization and also at the same time understand that they are going through the most stressful period in the bureau since 9-11. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but it's, it's, the thing is they, 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 they have to they sort have of to rehabilitate sort of... their image, but they didn't even really tarnish their image. Uh, well, I, I talk about, as you know, I talk about this issue in the book. There's, yeah. plenty, there's plenty of blame to go around. Clearly, the most blame um, is going to rest with this president who decided to single-handedly try to destroy a key institution in our government. At, in the same vein, I address in the book that Director Jim Comey and people like Pete Strzok certainly didn't help matters because of some horrific judgment and decisions that I happen to have disagreed with. Right. And, 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 and at the same time, you do defend Comey in saying, look, the guy is incredibly... Uh, you know, decorated and very, very uh, qualified. He made some mistakes. Peter made some mistakes. Um, but I want to sort of evaluate this difference between purposely making a mistake. You know, we talk about intent. And, uh, you know, Trump's intent was very clear. Um, Comey, Comey, like you, you, you compare him to a museum curator, which, is, which I think is a great analogy. How do you evaluate somebody trying to make a mistake and someone who just made a mistake. That involves some serious, comprehensive inquiry. It involves compassion. It involves understanding the, what motivated someone, understanding the stresses they were under. Um, all of this laid out in the book as a way in which any leader can figure out how to do the right thing under tremendous stress while still ensuring that they can maintain their own credibility. Right, right, which is not sometimes obviously not so easy because I think for me, the cognitive dissonance is James Comey lives by the FBI way. He clearly does, um, but he's like a great doctor who accidentally sewed a patient up with a tool inside because he was working long hours. I mean, he's a good man, right? Comey is one of most ethical people in that has been in government in recent history he's the guy you want living next door to you he's the guy you'd say hey can you watch the kids while i go run an errand he is that guy but i have to tell you um living by the fbi way also as i lay out in the chapter means you understand you're accountable for other people and for something greater than yourself so the seven C's I lay out in the book include chapter on conservancy, the concept that collectively every single employee is responsible for preserving the values of the institution and the institution itself. Jim Comey did not do that 
when he held that press conference and said, quote, no reasonable prosecutor would ever prosecute Hillary Clinton. He may be right, but that's not the point. In that instant in time, he politicized the FBI and damaged the institution um, and, and changed people's perceptions of it as a neutral, apolitical organization. He also forgot accountability. He is only the FBI director. He was accountable to the Attorney General of the United States, right across the street from FBI headquarters. They're the ones who make prosecutive decisions, not the FBI. And then lastly, with regard to credibility, I talk in the book about how rules that apply to the lowest ranking person in the organization had better apply in droves to the highest ranking people in the organization. And I, and I make this comment in the book. If when I was the head of the FBI in Cleveland, Ohio, mm -hmm. I had called a press conference and said, no reasonable prosecutor would ever prosecute this county commissioner that we've been investigating, I would have been summarily removed from my position. Well, that's what Jim Comey did. He, he took this away from the prosecutors and he forgot that he was the head of the FBI, responsible for preserving its mission, its values. He committed an almost unpardonable sin, which is he politicized the FBI. Yeah, and I think he realized that later. He, he's owned up to it only partially. Um, I think he does understand his role in this, and I, I hope he regrets it. As you said, um, he's a great human being, yeah, and, yeah. and this book doesn't claim that credibility means being perfect as a leader. It means being passionate about getting it right. So if people think, oh, Frank looks like he's written a book about how perfect the FBI is, they've got the wrong book. What I have written is a book that says the FBI performs at an exceptionally high level of excellence. They do it especially when the stakes are the highest. I spent 25 years inside the organization, at times being responsible for the internal affairs of the FBI. You don't need to spend 25 years in the FBI to learn these leadership lessons about preserving values as a person, a family, a classroom, a community, a country. I've distilled it down to the seven C's. I call the book the FBI way. I hope it has leadership lessons for everybody. Yeah, and I think it does. And I think it's those, those seven rules are universal. They can be applied to any discipline. That's, that's the key here. And, you know, I, I, got, I got the idea for, I started getting the idea for this book as assistant director. One, one year I was tapped on the shoulder and it was my turn to be the designated survivor for the FBI. A lot of people may not understand that every year at the State of the Union address, the, the key agencies in government pick someone for continuity of government in the event that there's a massive attack on the Capitol building during the State of the Union, while every agency head is there, it was my turn to go into the deep underground, vast nuclear-proof bunker at an undisclosed location with other government leaders in the god-awful circumstance that there was an attack. It was during that long night in the bunker that I started thinking about what it was that really was important about the preservation of the FBI. And it wasn't, it certainly wasn't me. What it was, was how the FBI protects its core values while protecting the nation. 
And when it came time to write this book, I thought back on that night and said, yeah, you know, it's not about me and it's not about individual leaders. And boy, aren't we getting that lesson right now on a national level? It's everyone's job collectively to be conservators of our core values as a nation. And I give the lessons that can apply to your team, your school, your organization on preserving your values while everyone rows in the same direction. Yeah, and, and great people make mistakes, right? I mean, great doctors, great lawyers, great policemen uh, who, who have precepts, who have foundational ideas um, where they believe in their job and they just, they're human beings. And I'm sure you've made mistakes as well. Um, when you make mistakes in your life, are you, how do you apply the FBI way to your own human error? Yeah, I'm glad you asked about that because a lot of people said, are you sure you want to write a book like this? Because you're not perfect either. And I, I agree <laughs> completely. I have a, I, in, in one of the chapters in the book, I think it's the credibility chapter. I share my own example of when I came under internal investigation yeah, in yeah. the FBI. And the irony of that is I had been the guy in charge of discipline for the FBI for a while. And it was my turn to be examined as well. So um, it's not about being perfect. And several chapters apply to what you're asking about. First, the chapter on compassion. One of the seven C's is compassion. And so we better, as fellow human beings, understand that we, we could have a computer algorithm that decides what to do with someone who's veered off of the core values and is, is playing by a different code. But that wouldn't, you know, you could, you could say, well, here's all the precedent cases. Here's what you did. Here's the formula to dole out the consequences. But that would remove the human factor of looking at the whole person and right. what they've done and whether they can be rehabilitated and, and whether their career has been stellar or whether they were under the most severe stress ever in their lives when that judgment failed. So that's got to be a part of it. And, and certainly the credibility factor of being honest and about what you did, owning up to it transparently and saying, I did it, I deserve what's coming, and I want to fix it. Yeah, because I, I look at someone like Trump, and I think he doesn't really care about the institution of the presidency, whereas James Comey clearly does care about the institution of the FBI. They're, they're, so the mistakes that they made, they're not the same. They're not on the same level to me, because it, it deal, I think intent is this is the ingredient to evaluate. Would you agree completely, with that? Com yeah, completely agree. There's no question if you study Comey's thinking, if you've read his book, if you've watched the Comey rule on Showtime, which is an excellent depiction of his thought processes and the threat that he saw in Donald Trump, you understand that he was acting in the national interest. Right. Whereas, whereas we have a president who's been acting only out of self-interest. Are you and uh, James Comey okay? Are you guys pals? We'll see after he reads the book. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we have a healthy respect for each other. And um, we've actually, I think the last time I saw Jim was in um, the Washington, D.C. studios of NBC. And we were passing, you know, he, he was coming on the air and I was coming off the air. And we had time for a wave. And he said, Frank, keep up the good work. We'll see, okay. if, we'll see if he says that after the book. 
<laughs> um, just out of curiosity, why when someone makes a mistake, like James made a mistake, Peter made a mistake, um, you talk about Andrew McCabe, these people are individuals. They don't, they don't represent the entire historical institution that we're talking about. So the optics weren't great, but why did that erode the perception of the entire agency if they were just one individual? Well, this gets back to the chapter on conservancy, right? The, the notion that every single one of the members of an organization can help that organization go down the tubes quickly. If you walk into a bakery and order something for lunch, right? And that cashier treats you miserably and gives you the worst possible impression of that business, you may never come again. You may tell others never to go there again. So this is, this is conservancy. When you amplify that by the highest, being at the highest level of the FBI and any screw up of the FBI is on the front page of every paper and you realize that the entire success of the mission of the FBI rests on public trust and perceptions, right? When an FBI agent flashes their credentials at your door and says, I need your help, there's a kidnapping, there's a drug a gang, there's some information I need, please, and you hesitate because of your perception of the FBI, mm. we're, we're all in trouble at that point. So I'm sorry, but if you're in the senior ranks of the FBI, you've got to get it right more than other people do. Yeah, and, and it, ta it takes years to build up credibility and it takes a second to destroy it. What, what you've spent decades building can be gone in an instant. That's the high stakes. And that's the point of the book. The point of the book is the FBI gets it right under severe stress, life and death type stress. The majority of the time, their track record at getting it right is better than any global Fortune 100 company. So there are leadership lessons to the seven C's, to the FBI way, that I'm hoping people at all leadership levels will take away and learn from. So it takes years to establish, seconds to destroy. How long does it take to rebuild it? Uh, great question. We're all asking this about the nation and about the FBI and the Department of Justice. I think that a lot depends on what happens next with the Biden administration and the threat and polarization in this country. So one of the things that contributed to the politicization of the DOJ and the FBI was the repeated intervention of politicians into the organization. So you know the story of, of that Comey tells of being invited to dinner at the White House. And he thinks it's gonna be a group dinner. He's not thrilled about it, but you know he knows the FBI is supposed to keep its distance from the president and be neutral, he shows up and it's just him and the president. And what does the president do? He asked for Comey's loyalty to the president, right? So the first thing, that, the first step in restoring the, the neutrality and reputation of the Bureau and the DOJ is for the, the new president to stay the heck away from those agencies and let the career professionals do what they do best. We can't have the president dictating cases or asking and demanding for loyalty. Um, the, the other thing that we do need to do is keep that 10-year term for the FBI director. A lot of people think that the FBI director serves um, at the, the, the whim of the president and, and has to be dismissed when a new president comes in. No, the FBI director serves deliberately a 10-year term for the purpose 
of having him or her extend beyond administrations and remain apolitical. So I get very concerned when I hear people say, oh, Joe Biden's going to get to pick a new FBI director. Uh, no, uh, Chris Ray is only a few years into his 10-year term. Don't politicize the FBI director position, just as Trump did when he fired Comey for political reasons. Uh, I know you got to go, and I, and I appreciate your time. Last, real quickly, are you optimistic about the future? You think we're going to be okay? So I, I often can be the pessimist in the room because that was my job for 25 years, to anticipate the worst and plan for it while working for the best. I think we're going to get through this. The last chapter of my book is called Consistency. If you stick with what brought you here as a nation or as a business, that means stick with the rule of law, the Constitution, three equal branches of government, see a threat to those coming and fight it like heck. We will get through this. How are those abs? Are they burning? You worked on your core while we talked about core values. I think that's a pretty good combination. Uh, Follow Frank Figluzzi on Twitter at Frank, F-I-G-L-I-U-Z-Z-I-1. He's a great follow and uh, always posting interesting comments about our interesting current times. Pick up his book, The FBI Way. Get it at your indie bookseller. I know you want to do the Amazon thing, but, you know... Don't. Your local indie bookseller needs you. They're a part of your community. You know where their store is. You probably know their name. You know the name of the owner. I guarantee it. And uh, if you don't, you know the names of the people who work there. You can't name one person at Amazon. Jeff Bezos doesn't count. By the way, you don't know him, and he doesn't know you. Uh, believe me. Uh, so support your local indie bookseller. They'll appreciate it. You'll appreciate it. And uh, they'll be around uh, thanks to you and your support. Stereo Embers, the podcast, is available on all podcast platforms. Go to the one that you use, subscribe, leave us a nice comment, give us a rating, tell all your friends. We certainly appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter at Embers Editor. You can follow me on Instagram at Embers Podcast, or you can email me, editor at stereoembersmagazine.com. Thank you, as always, for listening. Let's close the show with a longer listen to Jano Thomas's I Spy for the FBI. Enjoy it, and I'll see you next time right here on Stereo Embers, the podcast only on Bombshell Radio. Bombshell Radio.